0: Susanna Edler is a people director at Shipstead. Needless to say, she works with human resources. In this episode, we talk about talent management, how to remain sane in the home office, and what sort of responsibility companies like Shipstead have when it comes to diversity and inclusion. Susanna Edler, welcome to Shipstead Talks.
1: Thank you very much. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. Uh, Coming up to a year working from home. Awesome.
0: How's the home office treating you?
1: It's okay. I miss people. I miss an office, I miss having people around, but uh, compared to others, I can't complain.
0: Tell me about Jobbsprånget. What is that?
1: Yes, so Jobbsprånget is a a four-month-long internship program uh, run by the uh, Royal Swedish Academy of Engineering Science. Well, for short, it's IVA. They have a mission from the Swedish government, actually, to connect newly arrived non-European academics.
0: Non-European academics. Correct,
1: right? yes. With Swedish employers. To shorten the time to uh, come to market. Uh, the, the time for newly arrived non-Europeans in Sweden uh, before they actually get into employment is scaringly long. And this program is arranged to shorten that gap and to... Uh, to give people a chance to get into four month internships in interesting companies all over the country.
0: That sounds like a wonderful thing. And, and how does Shipstead cooperate with Joe Spronget?
1: So this is the first time we're doing it. We're trying it out. I'm very happy to say that we have two interns uh, on board, right now, one in the uh, BI team in the data tech organization and one in my own organization Oh, uh, in my uh, people team. I just really don't like the term intern when we're talking about these people because these are highly qualified professionals with several years of experience. And the, the term intern implies that these are people that need a lot of handholding and help. And that's, that's so not the case. The uh, lady that joined my team two weeks ago, she's already up and running because she's coming with five years of experience in hr that's uh,
0: what's her academical background then
1: she has a master's degree in uh, human resources and uh, some in computer science as well and then five years of experience in in high-end companies from india and then coming to sweden not getting a job for a year Which is really weird when we have a labor market in Sweden that's screaming for highly qualified people.
0: This is a crucial question for a society that wants to take care of their newcomers. But a company uh, like Shipstead, pretty big. uh, What sort of responsibility do you think Shipstead has or companies like us?
1: I think we have a very big responsibility as as any uh, larger corporation has. Uh, Everything we do will have an effect on the the labor market where we're active. Mm -hmm. And uh, like... The ship's admission to empower people in their daily lives. Of course, that doesn't only go for like their products and services, but this is like how more can you empower people in their daily lives than to actually give them a chance to to work, yeah. to open up the doors to people from different backgrounds with different views and different opinions. and But honestly, also, there's no way that we can stay competitive if we don't do this. We need to allow for everyone to come into the company. And of course, we have a huge responsibility to do this.
0: Do we have any other projects similar to this?
1: There is actually an interesting project going on in the news media business in Norway, where we saw that it's really hard to find journalists with uh, diverse backgrounds that had enough advanced language skills. With language, of course, being a very core competence when it comes to journalism. So we have four newspapers, VG, Aftenposten, Bergenestidning, and uh, Stavanger Aftenblad. They have joined forces in a trainee program, where the trainees actually don't need to have formal education or work experience as journalists, but rather have the language skills and the that burning interest for society and the role that media plays in it. Um, And just to point out, of course, these are people with uh, other kind of of diverse backgrounds than our traditional, perhaps, journalists have. But during one year, they come into one of these newspapers and then they're trained by the talented journalists and editorial staff that Shipset already has. So that they trained into the skills of a journalist. Um, And we've run this once already in Bergenestidening, Tidenew, with a really good outcome.
0: So uh, when it comes to human resources, which topics are closest to your heart?
1: It's kind of hard to pick, but um, I really do believe in the strategic power of HR, that HR is here to do business just as anyone else in the organization. I believe that culture can make or break an organization and diversity, inclusion and belonging is, is the key to success in any company.
0: Speaking about company culture, you have a background at King, which is a successful Swedish tech entertainment company. You also worked at Klana. Can you compare those companies to working at Shipstead, pros and cons?
1: Pros and cons might be hard. Of course, it's both very different, but it's also actually quite similar. Like The, the product is obviously different, uh, especially if you compare King, who does mobile gaming, uh, compared to Shipstead to with a... 200-year-old tradition of, of uh, newspapers. Yeah. Um, the products can't be compared in, in any way, really. Also, the uh, I think the combined uh, history of any company I've been in is shorter than the one that chips that has. So uh, 200 years come with a lot of legacy and a lot of history um, and a lot of values to live up to. Yeah. But then there's all those fantastic similarities it's the dedicated the people the customer in focus um the high-tech products yeah. in everything we do and i think what's really similar between any company uh, if you compare these startups to, to chipset is that everyone is very very proud of what they do yeah. It's an enormous pride in Shipstead in ev- anything from, from our newspapers with a high editorial content to to the next companies we have, with like Lendo being the market leader or Finn in, in Norway being dominating in, in the marketplace there as well. It's um but immense pride in what we do and that we do it really well.
0: You see, it's all positive now. There has to be some con. I tend to think it's pretty slow sometimes working for Shipstead.
1: That depends. I think the Scandinavian culture in Shipstead is very present. It's a very, very Scandinavian company for good and bad. But Mm. one thing we don't really have in Shipstead, uh, at least that I haven't seen, is the uh, hierarchies Mm. that you tend to get lost in when you look at perhaps more uh, UK or American uh, structured companies. Mm-hmm. So I haven't really yet at least experienced that slow impact that you could that you mentioned the consensus part, though, that everyone should have a say and that we should all agree—that's uh, for sure visible in ships. That uh, perhaps more than in in uh, other companies in the East that I've been in.
0: Yeah, I don't think it's ships. That, it's just companies of this size, so it takes a bit longer. Everything.
1: And again, going back to the history, that with two hundred years, of course, there's legacy. Of course, there's this feeling of oh, we always done it that way, or we already tried that, so we're not going to try it again because it didn't work last time, and and that could always be a struggle too. To find the, that new way of, of doing things.
0: And when it comes to your field, human resources, are there any ways that Chipset can improve in these related questions?
1: Of course. I mean, any company that uh, claims that they have mastered the field of HR is uh, definitely lying. Um, this is an ever evolving field. But Chipset is actually going through a super interesting HR transformation right now as we speak we're going from that more traditional hr structure where hr is more seen as the perhaps admin support to leaders and we're taking a huge step forward into a modern data-driven and strategic people organization um it's it's kind of like if, if you picture the an internet bank where it's accessible and self-service 24-7 for all the users. Like when you do those, um, you want to check your bank statement or you uh, you want to pay a bill. You don't want to wait for someone to to be open. You don't want to be put in line. You don't want to raise a ticket and, and have to wait for it. And that's that's the self-service and immediate access uh, we want our employees and leaders to have for those smaller tasks and then having those experts ready to guide you when you need help within the more complex areas and we're building this organization right now and perhaps this links well into your last question about the differences and the history of Shipstead that looking at the HR organization perhaps this hasn't been the, uh, the biggest focus uh, up until now uh, so the HR organization is uh, still a bit traditional in the way it's set up but the leap we're making now with this HR transformation it's not a small one we're taking that big big giant leap forward to be in the forefront instead of HR and turning it into that people organization that uh, that will have a very big impact on everything we do going forward
0: This pandemic has been uh, uh, hard on everyone. I figure it's uh, it's kind of hard for for leadership as well, you know, not being able to meet people and uh, running companies via video meetings. Which are the most important learnings you made so far uh, on this topic?
1: I just want to point out that these challenges were, of course, new for all of us, HR included. And um, a year ago, none of us had real experience in in doing this and being a remote. and um, But looking back over the year, it actually doesn't seem to be that complicated. It's still the same leadership skills that are required to uh, show your interest, to ask questions, to uh, listen to people, to react when you see that something is uh, is wrong or someone is struggling. You just need to do it more. You need to do it Uh, with more heart, uh, perhaps more often, uh, just break that barrier of not being physically in the same room. But it's no different leadership skills. It's just doing it more.
0: I just came up with a theory. Could it be that when leaders have to controlling their employees too much, that's sort of bad? And this way you have to give up control. You have to give up responsibility. You have to give away more responsibility. In that way, this might be very positive.
1: I think so. I think that uh, there's always something good coming out of these things. We've obviously proven that we can work from home. We obviously proven that leadership works for remote teams. Uh, we obviously proven that the manager doesn't have to be in the same room as the team every day. We also proven that we do miss a lot of the things we get from the uh, from being at the office together. But perhaps it's been a bigger challenge for leaders who are have a more controlling leadership style, controlling sounds like a really bad word, but but that need to get more into the details and perhaps easier for leaders who uh, let, uh, when it comes more natural for them to let their teams kind of run with it, but um, adapting to a more agile way of working, which is probably what everyone needs to do, uh, this is perhaps just a giant leap forward for everyone and a really steep learning curve in how to do that and how to prepare for for that kind of of working environment. So
0: I'm very interested in in differences between generations and you work with talent management. It's about developing people and, and finding their triggers. Could you tell me something if you compare triggers for someone in the 30s, 60s, 70s? I mean, what are they?
1: Honestly, me personally, I don't really believe that the differences b- between generations are that big. I think it's uh,
0: Oh, but yeah, yes but they are. I'm not sure
1: because it's uh I think what the big difference is that uh, like older generations tend to be more loyal to their employer.
0: That's a big difference.
1: That's a difference and they stay longer. Yeah. And the newer generations stay uh, perhaps three, four, five years, and then they l- look elsewhere. But the individual triggers are kind of the same. You want to be seen. You want to be recognized for what you're doing. You want new development. You want a chance to explore. You want a chance to build on your skills. You want to be uh, have that sense of belonging. Those needs are the same for anyone. And then we can play with that loyalty part that how do we actually get people to stay? And is it good or bad that people... Uh, have a short lifespan in in the company before they move on
0: three years is a bit of a short period don't you think to, to become really good at your job
1: well i don't think that people leave their their trade i think say if if you are a, a developer joining a company you work worked there for three years you go into a new company mm. you will still be a developer yeah You do it from uh, perhaps working on a different project and then you work your way around. So instead of having that traditional career ladder, it was only one way and that way was up. There is really no ladder anymore. When you look at the talent market, it's a whole mishmash of ways around and different uh, possibilities. And perhaps the younger generations are more uh, risk-taking and willing to explore, and uh, the older generation still have that feeling of when once you land a, a good solid job, you stick with it, because you you might be the family uh, supporter, or it's that more way of thinking. A job is a job, and if you have a good one, you keep it, while a new generation is is more fluid in that sense. I think we need to just look beyond the traditional way of thinking when it comes to talent management and b- both for ourselves as individuals but also as uh, employers developing our talent then having someone join another company for a couple of years and perhaps come back is not a bad thing we shouldn't be scared of people leaving
0: how ships that rate when it comes to that are we uh do, do people come back to us actually quite good yeah.
1: I can only speak for the data and tech uh, part where where I am, but we're seeing good numbers. So it's also finding that balance of uh, having both uh, those boomerangs coming back to us and, and getting new talent with uh, uh, with new perspectives in. So it's a very good combination.
0: Susanna, thank you so much for coming to Ships at Talks.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Mm.
0: This podcast was brought to you by Shipstead employee branding team. My name is Hugo Rienberg and the producer was Jens Back.